0: All right. We are back with another episode of Real Talk. Jeff here. Brad, how are you, man?
1: I'm doing well. I'm doing, doing pretty good. Looking forward
0: to week three. Yeah, dude. Week two in the, uh, in the books. Moving on to week three. I, uh, I love football. I'm enjoying football. It was actually a very good weekend for me, football-wise. So I'm on top of the world. Looking forward to week three as well. Um, last week, Last week, we tried something. We uh tried, obviously, Tuesdays last year, we just did power rankings every week, and that's fun and stuff, but uh, we decided to, to try a little Q&A back and forth from ourselves and uh, opened up some discussion. We're going to do that again. So uh, I have a couple of questions here. First off, before we even get started, I just want to say this. So are you familiar with the inverted jerseys?
1: No, I'm so, not sure what that means.
0: So they're not they're not something that the players are gonna wear on the field at least not this year. Um, but NFL.com released a bunch of inverted jerseys. So it's your team's colors, but they're something that look just they contrast a little bit. They're like different. Yeah. These ones here just got this here. It's a Johnny Smith. It's gray, silver. So it yeah. looks like the road jersey, but it's silver. So it's kind of sweet. Like the Steelers is like an all yellow jersey. Yeah.
1: So kinda I like didn't know. Color rush. Yeah, I didn't know they are inverted, but I have two all yellows, and the website I got them off said reverse color rush. So instead of all black, it, everything yeah. flipped to yellow. So I have two yeah. of those, yeah.
0: Okay. They are sweet. Uh, I just wanted to say that. If you guys haven't checked out the inverted jerseys, go check those puppies out. They're pretty cool. got Johnny Smith today. Um, yeah, let's go ahead and uh, get to the questions. Are you about ready?
1: Yeah, fire away.
0: All right. Um, let's start with... Uh, Let's start with this question. I think this is fairly easy. There's a couple of cool options here. What team had the best bounce back win after losing week one?
1: I think it's unquestionably the Buffalo Bills. Um, The Buffalo Bills lose to the Steelers, who appear to be a pretty weak team. Dolphins are coming off of a win. Everyone's wondering what they're going to be. They beat them 35 to nothing, kind of put themselves back atop the AFC East along with the one and one Patriots, one and one Dolphins. It is an open one, but I think going on the road down to Miami after losing week one questions, if you're going to be the same team you were last year and they actually sh- just shellac the Miami Dolphins. Um, that was just a quick answer off the top of my head. Um, I guess the Titans would be a pretty good answer. Um, being able to beat the Seahawks on the road. And, um, only because of how you answered it. It's not, it's not your answer. Cause the bills is a very good
0: answer. It's basically when you said, I don't think there's another, it's unquestionably like, well, there's, I mean, the Titans won, but yeah. actually for, for me, the number for number one would be the Ravens. Um, so not only did they lose on the road Monday night, week one against a team that I, I think, I think they're going to be better than, but the following week they beat what a lot of people would be is their kryptonite, the Kansas City Chiefs. I thought that was a huge bounce back when It was at home, so obviously the Bills had to go on the road. That one's bigger. Uh, the Titans, though, had to go on the road too into Seattle, a very tough place to play. They flexed their guns a little bit in the second half of that game. A couple of teams stick out, obviously. Uh, Packers potentially, if you want to say them. Obviously, as bad as they looked week one, to come back and just get some sort of W would be would be good. Go yeah. ahead. What do you got for me?
1: Um, I was just curious. Out of all the teams, all the players, um, offensive and defensive, who do you who do you have as your MVPs of uh, week two? Just the week. Yeah, just week two. Man, this
0: is gonna sound awfully homerish, but uh, defensive player of the week, J.C. Jackson picked off picked off Zach Wilson twice. Uh, could have had a third one. Uh, Zach Wilson. And and I don't know if we're going to really talk about him today at all. I'll go a little bit into it. Um, it's about as careless as I've seen a quarterback play in a long time. Uh, yeah. I just couldn't believe how, how many balls are just sailing through the air and are three of the four picks he threw weren't even, there wasn't a shot. His receiver was going to catch it. It was directly to new England. It was really mm-hmm. embarrassing to watch. And it would, if you're a Jets fan, I'm sure you are a little bit frustrated, but um, so J.C. Jackson would probably get uh, Defensive Player of the Week for me. Offensive Player of the Week, I'd love to go Tom Brady, but I'm going to give it to uh, Derrick Henry, the King the King Henry, uh, when his team looked like – let's back up. Week one, he was a non-factor. Just non-factor. It looked like he didn't exist. Week, w- week two, fantasy owners are probably thinking to themselves, what did I do drafting Derrick Henry? Because the first half he had, I think, I think he may have had seven total points, like 30 yards rushing, not a lot. And then all of a sudden, that second half into overtime, you see the king step on the field. And it'd be, <laughs> when, it'd be, you'd be hard pressed to not say he was the best player from week two.
1: I have the same two answers. And uh, I remember turning on that Titans game and uh, they were going in to score uh, to tie it up. And they were on like the 12 yard line and it said Seattle Seahawks second half yards 134 Derrick Henry second half yards 139 and i was like what happened cuz the game was not watchable at halftime i was like i'm not going to go watch that game like there's other games on right now and uh wow Derrick Henry
0: yeah best running Henry. back in the
1: league probably
0: he's the man um i have uh my next question here yeah. Here are your. I'm gonna read you a list of teams. I want you to tell me which one has the best chance to not go three and O. Best 40,
1: chance to not go three
0: and Yeah, Yep. These are all two and O teams. So you got the Forty ers You got the Rams. You got the Cardinals. Broncos. Buccaneers.
1: Panthers. Raiders. Unfortunately, I don't have who they play in front of me. Right. Uh, um. I'm. I'm gonna go through some of these, and I'm gonna answer your question with two teams at the end. Um. Actually. Let me just go through it. Who was the first team?
0: So the first one's the 49ers.
1: Okay, the 49ers are at home against the Packers. That's I'll do this
0: one be... with you. I'll do this one with you.
1: That's going to th- be a tough game. I've got the 49ers, but they don't have, like, a super high chance of being 3-0 and since they play the Packers.
0: So I also have that as a win. Wouldn't be shocked to see them lose. Right. Next Next. Oh, one. sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Rams. Um skip the Buccaneers. They play the
1: box. So the one of those teams are going down, and it's not even worth predicting, but those are the two teams that have the least amount of chance to go three and oh since they're playing each other. By
0: the way, I literally cannot wait for that game. It's gonna be incredible. It's gonna be a
1: great game. How's it not a prime time game? I don't know, but I'll watch it. It is. Four
0: twenty five. We've been through this. Okay. It's televised game. It's it's nationally televised. Sorry, it's not prime time, it's nationally
1: televised. But, yes, we'll all be able to watch it. Uh, Cardinals. Um, Cardinals are beating the Jags. The Panthers are beating the Texans. And the Broncos are beating the Jets.
0: Oh, wow. All, all three of
1: them play, play probably the three weakest teams in the NFL, possibly. I mean, we didn't put the Lions in there. We all know how we feel about the Lions. But Who do the Raiders got? The Raiders play the Dolphins. Um, They're at home. And, I mean, I'm taking the Raiders after what I've seen through two weeks. Really like what they're doing.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. Great stuff. Question for me?
1: Um, obviously, I think every team got hit with at least one. But there was just, every time you went to social media or a red zone channel or a halftime break, the amount of injuries that were all over week one, quarterbacks, defensive players, wide receivers, the whole nine, do you think that's correlated with the shrink in preseason and the adaptation of, like, more coaches not playing their starters in preseason or do you think it's just you know sometimes people get hurt but we're now in week two and we saw you know probably 15 really notable guys go down with injuries do you think it's showing that the preseason needs to be played more
0: yeah i i understand the question i just don't know that there's a great way to answer this so i will say this do I think that you can avoid injury by playing more? No. do I think you can avoid injury by playing less? In theory, yes, but no. Does that make sense? In yeah. theory, if you're not playing, you're not gonna get hurt, but at the same time, it's not good to not play. Your body's not used to it, things like that. Um It's really hard to say, man. I just I truthfully think that the game of the the current state of the nfl i think one of the reasons we see more injuries than ever before is how much faster the game is played i think that has a lot to do with it. i truly do uh i don't think there's a correlation between like playing not playing and three preseason games versus you know i thought it was really nice that they had the three se- preseason games and then they had a week bye we haven't done that we usually get off on a thursday okay yep. and then we we kick off the following, usually the last preseason games played on like a Thursday or Friday, and then we kick off that following Thursday for NFL right. kickoff, and then there's games on Sunday. We finished the season on like a Thursday, Friday, had an entire week, and then there was a Thursday. Yeah. It was like 12 days and off, so I don't really know. The famous Bill Belichick, he has a great line for this. Tell me when a player's going to get hurt, and I won't play him. Okay, and then his second famous quote that he has when it comes to injuries is, "I'm not a fucking doctor." <laughs> it, it's so hard to honestly say, like, when somebody's going to get hurt. It's just, it's just one of those things, man. I don't know how else to say it. I don't. Do you have a? What's your opinion? I'll let you go in on this.
1: Um, I do think players should play in the preseason a little bit more because I look at it in stages, like, you know, you're practicing. And then the preseason gets you snaps in a competitive environment against other teams to kind of warm your body. But at the end of the day, you know, it doesn't matter. You're just taking baby steps, you know, play a series, a quarter, a half, and then you get into the full game. It's kind of working your body up. I still feel like if you're not playing in the preseason practice does a lot, but you know, you get into the game after that first week, you might make it through, but your body's in such shock that you go out there a week later and do it again. And that's when the injuries really start to happen. Um, I think if you were to ask a doctor, I mean, I'm not obviously, but if you were to ask a doctor and they said with no preseason, where do you think the most injuries would show up late in the season, early, they would probably say week two, they'll be okay for a week just off of being fresh week two and three is when I think you would see the most injuries, you know, in hindsight, we probably could have saw this coming, but I mean, I just thought it was shocking how many players are getting hurt and a lot of a lot but, of them, you look at a lot of them in their, their groins or MCLs, ACLs. Like it's not like bruised, like bones or breaks or stuff like that. Like it's a lot of like just ligaments and stuff like stretching and getting used to the, to, I don't, I don't know. I just don't think we've ever seen this many injuries early. Like we have in back-to-back seasons when like the preseason was more of an emphasis.
0: Well, let me say two things. First off. So like new England played there in the preseason, they all their starters played all three games for the most part. There was some couple holdouts. I know Hunter Henry was a little banged up. Um, for the most part, they played all three games, and we haven't had any major injuries yet. Knock on wood. Right. Um, the other thing I wanted to say was, as far as playing in the preseason, I forget the analyst that said it. I'm not even going to try and remember. But basically, there was a there was a um, It was basically said a lot of these coaches aren't playing players in the preseason because a lot of them are adapting to what Bill Belichick's been doing for years, but a lot more coaches are doing this. The joint practices, a lot of them had at least two joint practices. So if you're playing a team week three right, or week two in your preseason, you're going to link up with that team for a whole week. okay? And what happens is you get live reps against another defense, against another team you're playing really vanilla, but... They can't take live action against the quarterback in those practices, so that's why you didn't see guys like Dak, um, you know, playing the preseason. Guys like Baker never played in the preseason. There's a ton of guys that didn't play in the preseason because they were getting those live reps. So I see it both ways. I we could talk about this for literally an hour because there's so this is an in-depth conversation that is completely opinionated because there's no facts behind it. It's sure. just what we're correlating it with. So it's tough to say. Great question. Um I'm, I don't know how much you're into this stuff. Um I tend to like stuff like this, but I'm going to ask you to put on your GM hat. Are you ready?
1: Uh-oh. Okay.
0: And I I'm, I'm giving you this player cuz I know you back him more than I do. What would you do with Baker Mayfield? And don't just say pay him. I need to, I'm I guess I'm asking you how much would you pay him? Would you use the franchise tag first? Would you let this play out? Would you sign him now? Would you sign him late? Would you try to negotiate a? I'm I'm asking you to give me what you think the Browns, what you would do with him. Not what, even what the Browns would do. What would you do with Baker? Because I know you like him.
1: Uh, I'm I'm paying Baker Mayfield. Um, I'm gonna try my bet. I mean, there's there's got to be a cutoff at some point. Like um, Colin put up, you know. The last 10 Super Bowl winners, or what was it? The last 10 quarterbacks to be in a Super Bowl, and is the percentage of salary cap that they are. Yeah. Um, I don't think Baker's numb to that. So I, I wouldn't. Gosh, what's the top quarterbacks being paid a year? 40 a year? It's over 40 now.
0: For yeah, I, Josh is getting paid over 40. Lamar um, will.
1: Patrick Mahomes. Lamar
0: will. Yeah. Mahomes is at 50 um, million.
1: I'm looking at Baker, and I would like to pay him somewhere between. 33 and 38 million a year put him somewhere around like the seventh best seventh highest paid quarterback in the league um I I I just think that's I think he's good enough I think he was good he was great in college and uh he's been hit or miss with all the terrible coaches that he's had under Kevin Stefanski I mean he played brilliantly last year they made it really far won a playoff game And then coming into this year through two games, he's got his highest QBR and highest completion percentage. That's with Jarvis missing three quarters and OBJ missing eight. Um, Obviously, you got to do what you can to keep the running backs, but that's why they signed Nick Chubb already. They already got that deal done. So I think it starts and ends with Nick Chubb and Baker Mayfield. I think the wide receivers are replaceable. But I just think that when you find your quarterback you have to pay him. And I think Baker's the perfect quarterback for Cleveland. And I, I would sign him. I'd pay him in, in the mid thirties. You know, if we're talking about quarterbacks being paid, like the top quarterbacks being paid 38 plus, I would love to get Baker on the 34 million a year mark. But and then again, I'm I, not good at GM stuff, but that's how
0: I see it. Yeah. I think you're, you got good. You got a good thought process because you view him as a top seven quarterback. So, what you're saying isn't well, crazy. I don't view him there. And personally, you listen to what Collins said. There's a cutoff, and I believe the cutoff is like 12 and a half. The only quarterback that's ever gone with higher than 12 is like Tom Brady once. Everybody, it's
1: actually 10. I think it was 10. And Brady's the only one who's won it with over 10. It was like at 11.1% yeah. or something.
0: So personally, right now, the cap is like 198, okay? And it's it's down this year because of COVID and all that, it's projected to go up to about 225 and then the following year back to about 250 where it was and then keep going. So I would ask Baker to take less than that 10%. That's just me. And I think where I would come in at, so 225 would be 25 million, right? But going up, you have 250. Um, wait, that's 25 million, Okay uh 20 the 225 is only 22 million a year so projecting it to go up i think what i would do is say hey i'm looking to pay you 25 million over the course of five years which is 125 and i would fully guarantee it but if he doesn't want to do that because i understand that's a low amount i would say okay i'm looking at 30 but I'm not going to fully guarantee it, you know, because there's got to be some give and take. I can't envision myself paying Baker Mayfield more than Miles Garrett. Let's just say that. Because Miles Garrett, in my opinion, he's their best player. And I understand quarterback and all that. But at some point, you have, there has to be a pecking order. You see what I mean?
1: If, if I was the Browns, I would give up Miles Garrett before Baker Mayfield. Quarterbacks are more important. All right. Yeah. I'm quarterback. Uh, I, w-
0: I would truly love, and I don't think we bring this up enough because we have tons of Browns followers. I would love to know where people rank Baker on the Browns, not in the league. Cause I know Browns lovers love Baker and they're going to put him in their top 10 all day long. Where do you rank Baker as far as most important? Browns? I think I'm gonna put that up on the pod. I'm gonna yeah, put that a question up.
1: I think he's the most important, but when you talk like where they rank at their individual, like um individual positions, miles, yeah. Garrett's like, a a higher pass rusher than the ones he's compared to and Nick Chubb at running back. Yeah. And then I think Baker would be the third best Brown, especially being the quarterback as well. But if you were to ask, like we can ask it on the Facebook page and you guys listening, if, if I'm a Browns fan and someone said, Hey, the next six years, we're going to go into it without miles Garrett, or we're going to go into it with case Keenum. I think they would okay, say you're being drastic, though, because I don't think that's that the, KQ is the next option.
0: OK, that's the backup. So if Baker yeah. got hurt today, sure. But if we're talking next season, there's going to be options. There's drafting quarterbacks there's free agents. There's trading We're there's they're more too, to it they're than too that.
1: Good to draft high now. They're too good to be in the top 10 picks to get a quarterback. Oh, no, you're right. You're you're not wrong. Yeah, you're right so, with that. I mean, they would have to do some crazy stuff. I just think but, that
0: what, could you agree with this? They're loaded enough to trade up now.
1: Yeah, I guess. But they don't need.
0: They don't need players.
1: Browns fans that I know, they love Miles Garrett and they love to talk about him. Yeah, but Baker's their guy. Like they've they've had plenty of yeah. other guys at different positions. They love Josh Cribbs. They love Miles Garrett. They love this guy and that guy. But Baker's the first time that a lot of our friends. This is the first quarterback they've ever had. That Tim out. Yeah. Powell, no. yeah no. You're right.
0: You're a hundred percent right. I, I don't think, I think they've Bakers- never had a franchise quarterback ever in, in our, in our lifetime.
1: Yeah. And Baker's not only like taking the French, he kind of drugged some bad coaches to a little bit better records. And then when Kevin Stefanski walked in, they've just been perfect together. They've yeah. just been amazing. I, 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 I think Baker's doing just fine. I, I would pay him now again, the amount of money may be crazy, but when you talk about, you know, other quarterbacks getting paid 40, Maybe he could go thirty, and I'd love to get him at that price. But I think I would go up to thirty-four million for Baker Mayfield if I'm the Browns, especially with the fact that Kevin Stefanski not want to go through going to want to go through quarterbacks.
0: Yeah, that's fair. You got another question for me? Because otherwise, I got one more.
1: No, nope, you can go ahead and give me your last one.
0: All right. So, um, seventeen game season this year. Okay. That alone, adding an extra game, is going to open up the idea that there could be some NFL records broken. Right. So right now, um, Tom Brady has nine touchdowns. Uh, Derek Carr has over 800 yards passing. Uh, Chandler Jones has five sacks. I just figured I'd ask you: Do you think there will be an NFL record broken this year?
1: Um, I do. Let
0: th- let, let me put it this way, real quick, for you to even go there. So there's been three guys that have thrown 50 touchdowns in the year. Peyton Manning, 55, Brady, 50, Patrick Mahomes, 50. But it's not done often. Matter of fact, even the 40 mark isn't done very often. So just to assume that a bunch of guys are going to hit 50 this year, I don't think it is. I would tread lightly with that, but go ahead. Answer the question. However you feel.
1: One of them will be broken. I don't know which one particularly, but I look at how close Derrick Henry's been and he's getting yeah. an extra game. And I I believe his uh, week two performance put him over the uh, on pace mark to reach over 2,000 yards. Um, You'd have to say with Gronk, A, B, Mike Evans, Godwin, without any injuries and a second-place schedule, you'd have to say that Brady is going to be able to, to put up maybe 60 touchdowns and break that record. Passing yards, I mean, the Raiders have a third-place schedule, I believe, right? Are the Chargers and Broncos worse than them last year? Maybe they have a second place, but either way. Second or third. You look at what the Raiders have been doing in Derek Carr. I mean, Henry Ruggs playing better. Hunter Renfro's playing good. They have another guy, I forget his name, but Darren Waller, obviously. Ryan Edwards. Yeah, so when you look at what Derek Carr's doing, I mean, even some other guys can start having big games, but I don't know which one, but having the extra game, I think we have a few guys who are going to be able to come close. Even Christian McCaffrey and all purpose yards in a season. Yeah. I mean, he's been tearing it up through two weeks, so I don't want to try and predict which one, but I do think a record will go down and we're gonna have discussions all off season, probably the rest of forever and yeah, but they had an extra game to do it. It was a pass heavy era, this and that. Yeah. People get lost in comparing I like comparing statistics of people who are playing at the same time. I don't like comparing eras. That's why I don't really get too big into goat talks most of the time. Um, I just like to enjoy watching the greatest players when they're at their peak. So. That's
0: fair. Are we ready for uh, some good teams?
1: I think so. All right. Few good ones out there.
0: Yeah. You know what? You know what we never do. We uh, never give. We never give any love to the bad teams. You get one. Who's the worst team in the league right now?
1: Worst team in the league right now?
0: Yeah. Off the top of your head.
1: A few floating around.
0: Yeah, I'm between two. I have a feeling you're going to say something. I'm going to hard disagree.
1: I'm thinking Jags.
0: Okay, okay. Uh, I thought thought you were going to say Lions, and it's not. The Lions
1: Lions are not. Lions are the third or fourth, but.
0: Uh, I think they're probably third potentially. Yeah, fourth uh, fourth's fair too.
1: Looking at the Texans now without Terod Taylor too, and that's Uh,
0: as soon as they lost Tyrod, they went from be- literally being like maybe a 5-win team to like maybe just a 1. Maybe their only win came week 1. Like just like that. Like that quick. Um, I think it's the Jets. I don't like what the Jets are. I think they're bad. I think they are overall bad. Um We'll see.
1: I yeah, think they're- I- I think they're going to have a chance to put up some points. I just think playing against Bill Belichick, Zach Wilson, it's recency bias.
0: No, no, no it's not even that. So the jets, three best players. Yeah. Bechton, mm-hmm. uh, I CJ Mosley.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't even know a third. All right. No, I think he just, yes, he's out. He didn't even play week two. He's out for a couple more. I just, I think they're, they're rough and it's what not... watching them against new England. And I don't, I've said we're a 12-win team. I think I overshot it. I'll say it now. If you're listening to the pod, you know I won't repeat it again. So I think I overshot the 12 wins. Um, I don't I don't know. I just think that uh, I don't think the Jets are very good. I don't either. They're, they're going to struggle to win a lot of games. All right. Uh, who's going first, me or you?
1: Well, you went first last week. I can go first this week. Okay. All right, well, we'll start off with number 10, a team that really had a bad second half and lost, but I still think is a great team, Uh, the Seattle Seahawks. I'm going to have them at number 10. Um, They play in a tough division, but Russ, I believe, has the best QBR in the league right now. I'm not 100% on that. But um, for some reason, they just struggled in the second half. I think they got complacent, thought they buried the Titans, and Derrick Henry came back with a vengeance. Um, I think they'll be able to bounce back. Number nine, Las Vegas Raiders. I mean, they've, they're they 2-0. and They're two wins. of. I mean, we you look at Derek Carr's statistics in the past game, and he's played the Ravens defense and the Steelers defense, um, injuries or not, they've had some to themselves. Um, you have to love what they're doing over there. And Derek Carr, man, he has progressed each, each year, and he, he seems to continue to get better. Number eight. They were saved by some bad kicking play, but the Cardinals are still going to be on my list at number eight. One of the most electric offenses. Got to love what Kyler's doing down there. One of the twitchiest players. There's some overreaction that a lot of people are saying they'd take Kyler over Russell Wilson. I think we should pump the brakes on that talk for people out there. I get that that's a comparison, but Kyler's exciting, but you'd still take Russell in a draft. Let's not overreact. Number seven. Come from off my list up to number seven, the Ravens. Um, They lost a close game week one. Some people, including myself, punished them because they lost to the Raiders. Raiders are probably better than we thought they were. At least everyone except Raiders fans thought that they were. So I'm not going to punish them too much for the Raiders loss. And anybody who beats the Chiefs has to have a, a pump in numbers. Lamar Jackson's ridiculous. Uh, number f- six, 49ers. They're having a lot of injuries at the running back position and in the secondary, so you start to have questions about how far they can go. But when you look at their perimeter players on the wide receiver and tight end mark, they've got good pieces out there and their lines. Both their D-line and offensive line are pretty dominant. It was a big battle against the Eagles. That was my upset of the week. Ended up falling short. But um, they're going to be able to move the line of scrimmage in their favor most games. Number five, Bills. Huge bounce back win, 35 nothing against the Miami Dolphins. Didn't want to drop them outside the top five. I believe they were a seven on my list last week, but that was an absolute dog walking that they did last week. Impressive. Number four, Browns, top five roster in the NFL. Beat the Houston Texans by 10. Had a very close loss to the Chiefs, so I'm going to have them at number four. Number three, I have the Chiefs. Um, The thing is, is when you have the Chiefs, their offense is there's nothing that needs to be said about the offense. They're absolutely ridiculous. But the defense, you know, they struggled against the Browns and they struggled very badly against the Ravens. Again, a lot of people will point out those are the two best rushing teams, maybe outside of Tennessee in the NFL. And maybe that's just their weakness. But whatever the case, their defense has a lot of questions to be asked and um i'm going to have them at 3 number 2 and number 1 play this weekend so i don't know how i'm going to move the loser but um i obviously publicly apologized last week i'm sorry for not believing in the rams this team looks very dominant on both sides of the ball they had a bad game and still beat the colts who i know aren't a team to write home about but the colts at home off a loss and they still beat them having not a very great game and then number 1 Man, the only way they're going to move from number one is they're going to have to. They're going to have to lose. And to be honest with you, they play the Rams this weekend. We'll see. But Brady looks ridiculous. The running backs look good. The offensive lines great. They've got weapons everywhere in offense. The front seven is heat-seeking missiles everywhere. Some questions at secondary. We'll have to keep an eye on it. They've reached out to Richard Sherman. We'll see how uh, how that progresses and if anything happens there. But, um, Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay is going to be number one and, um, it's going to take something special to move them off that spot.
0: Um, we have the exact same 10 teams. Different order or different order, different order. Yep. And I'll go into my order here in a second. Uh, who's your 11th? You have, I'm forcing a to pick one. Who's 11? Unless it's, you have like a, a tie. Well,
1: I I'll I'll pick an 11th team, but it's only be I didn't want to put them on the list simply because of the two teams that they beat, but it's the Broncos. They they uh they beat the yeah. uh they're two and zero and they beat both teams handily, but it was the Giants and the Jaguars. But I was huge on the Giants in preseason or the Broncos in preseason, and yeah. they've won two games, looked good in both. Moving on to week three, and again we just talked about it. The Broncos played the Jets week three. So the Broncos are probably going to be three and zero. but it's going to be giants, Jags, uh, Jets. So jury's still out on them. I didn't want to put them above the teams. Um, gosh, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I liked, I still like the chargers a lot. I thought they really lost that game. against the Cowboys. I still think they're a better team. Um, still high on, on the Eagles and they put up a good fight. Um, the Patriots didn't look great against the Dolphins, but then obviously they destroyed the Jets, so I'd like to see them play a team. You know, I need to see more out of them. Uh, Saints dropped out because the Panthers killed them, and the Panthers are another team. I forgot about them. Panthers are right there at number 11 too. They're a 2-0 and team. I totally understand that, but they beat the Jets again, yes. And then they did beat the Saints, but the Saints were without their best corner and six offensive coaches. And it just, you could tell that that affected them. I want to see one more game out of the Panthers. But if somebody asked, you know, Colin does the questions that he wants to answer, but aren't asked. If someone's asking me right now, I can't pick the Steelers. What would be a super fun Super Bowl that like would back what I've been saying in the preseason? Broncos, Panthers would be really fun for me from a neutral perspective, two different teams getting there. Actually, I think the Broncos played the Panthers. in the Super Super Bowl 50. Yeah, so a little rematch there, but um, we'll see if that's jury. That's a long way away, but um, yeah, Broncos and Panthers. If I had to lock into, because I was just going through the teams, yeah, I didn't write them down, but they're both two and zero, and they both barely missed my list just because the strength of their wins didn't want to quite put them in there yet. But if somebody, if a couple teams slip up, both those teams are probably going to be three and zero. I mean, who did the pan? Who did the Panthers? Yeah, Panthers play the Texans. And the Broncos play the Jets, so they're both yeah. likely three, you know.
0: Panthers are playing Thursday night. So all right, let me get started here. Uh let me just go from eleven, I guess, because we just you know, Panthers are eleven for me. Um, I was impressed with their win over the Saints only because I didn't think they would win. And I knew they were a good team, but I just didn't know how good. I, I just like this team. I like what they're doing. Is if they can stay healthy. This team can compete with anyone. They'll give Tampa a run for their money just in a, in a – I'm not saying they'd beat Tampa. I think they would just be competitive, especially how physical yeah. their defense looks. Their that, defense a, looks good. That's like, what I wanted good. to point out.
1: A lot of people talked about how they went all seven picks on defense last year and their first pick on defense this year.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They really
1: looked at it and said, look, it looks like we have an offense. We're going to revamp this defense. They've got corners. They've got DBs. They've got linebackers. And they're all coming up as a unit together. And they were stifling both weeks. They look like they're going to, you know, we talked about Sam Darnold potentially coming up, McCaffrey and the receivers and how they're going to be great. There's going to be days they might score 17 and win a football game
0: legitimately they have a very young energetic defense, not saying they're beating Tampa or not saying they're beating the Rams or they can play with anyone though.
1: Number one in fantasy play points with anyone. are the number one defense in fantasy right now. Still on the market for a lot of leagues, but they're number one in points.
0: All right, here we go. Top 10. Number 10, uh, left them off last week. Actually, I think I, they might've hung around the bottom regardless Ravens. Uh, Probably could be higher. They have the case for being higher. Um, I think I shot them too far down. I knew that I was really high on them. Week one was a disaster for them. They lost all their running backs. They're on the road in a hostile environment, opening up a brand new stadium in a new city. Really was a lot to ask. If they really, Now that I look back on it, I'm like, what? why did I even think they had a chance to win that game? But then they go and at home, and they beat their kryptonite. I'm super impressed with them. They should probably be higher, but there's just a lot of good teams right now. Ravens at 10. At nine, I'm not going to punish this team too much because literally next week, if they play the Titans again, I think they could beat them. Uh, Seattle, one and one. I don't have the Titans higher than them. I think they're still better. Uh, Russell Wilson, I trust in. I, I, I'm i kind of shocked, honestly, that they lost the game, but things happen. Number eight, uh, I moved them down and they haven't even lost yet. I just, things are getting serious. Let's just say that. 49ers. Um, I was impressed with their win over the the Eagles because of their injuries at running backs, except it happened during the game. The Ravens happened in practice. They had two or maybe even three injuries during a game at running back, and they still hung on to beat what looks to be a well-coached team with the Eagles. Even though I'm not high in the Eagles, it was still a good win. Seven. They go from no respect to off my list to shooting up to seven. It's time. The Raiders. The Raiders at seven. I. Why? I. Uh, Derek Carr. <laughs> Derek Carr. That's that's the reason why. I mean,
1: That defensive coordinator I, edition is showing up. Forget the twenty nineteen defense.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I, I. I truly don't have. Let me say this. I have them at seven. Do I think they could beat anyone? Week to week, yes. Do I have this as a high aspiration of a team? I don't. I I'm I'm still not super bought in. But as of right now, do I think they can win their week three matchup against anybody in the league? Yes. Do I think they can win five, six games in a row later on? No, I don't I don't know. We'll see. But seven for now.
1: Yeah, going with what I said on the Raiders, though, I just want to clear that up. We did talk, I just said about their defense being yeah. so much better. Again, we just talked about how the Ravens leading up to the game against the Raiders lost everybody, and Steelers' bottom five offense in the league. They show sparks, but so they have played two offenses. We'll have to watch them close to going forward, but love what I'm seeing out of Las Vegas.
0: Yeah, I don't want to—we can be very nitpicky to every team, and again, the the Ravens were in a a weird environment, the Steelers— I did tell you this off, you know, off air. I don't love the Steelers' offense. They're that's not going to be the reason they win any game this year. No good. Um, yeah, the Raiders are taking advantage and they're playing well. And to be honest, I think what I love the most about what they did against the Steelers, the deep ball, the Henry Rugs, like it just shows their their top top their top notch plays and their speed. And honestly, it's not a defense I thought they'd be able to get that from. So. Um, You guys took away Waller and Carr picked apart everything else. So uh, six. Back to it. Buffalo Bills probably might be a hair low, but I, I'm really starting to sift through teams and and who I like in in a matchup. Um, Buffalo comebacks so with come comes back this week with a 35-0 win. Uh, I could see them beating any team any week, and I have high Super Bowl aspirations for them. So that's why I have met six. Five, Arizona at 2-0. I shot this team up the list this week, and I think a lot of people are probably like, really? They almost lost the Vikings. I'm coming around. First off, I've always liked the Vikings. I didn't have them as high as you at 12 wins, but I like the Vikings, and I thought they withstood a punch to the mouth from the Vikings and still won the game. I think that says a lot. Um, they looked explosive offensively, they were a little off defensively, but if you really start to think of it, you enough. said you've said this two weeks in a row. The Vikings are basically the Titans. Okay. They're very similar in a lot of ways, except the Vikings were able to capitalize on what on what the Tennessee should have capitalized on. And those it was the corners. So I you know, the one weakness of Arizona is the corners and Vikings have two great receivers. Titans have two great receivers, but they didn't make anything of it. So I'm not going to beat them up. I love Arizona. Their pass rush, their second, their um, their linebackers, and of course their offense. Four, it's Cleveland. I can't see anybody in my top four going much lower than than five at any point this year. It would just shock me. Um, they're just the rosters are too talented. Uh, Cleveland at at four is, I expected them to bounce back. They did. I was shocked that Tyrod Taylor hung in that game enough. Um, maybe that says more about Tyrod than it does Cleveland. But I guess. We'll see. Three, Kansas City. I don't see Kansas City falling any farther than three, though. I, I just I can't see a case in which that happens. They're just too freaking good. Um, Can't believe Baltimore beat them. I would have not bet that. But, uh, yeah. Coming in at number two, this team is uh, going to obviously play for the number one spot this week on my list. But it's the Rams. Rams at two. Uh, Stafford's been great. I didn't think that they... I thought they played a little down this week going against the Colts. I thought they were much better than the Colts, but it was a road game. It was a West Coast to East Coast at 1 o'clock. People don't realize how awful that is for a West Coast team. It's actually pretty hard in the bets. A lot of money goes on an East Coast game in that situation, and the Rams still won that game. So Rams uh, Rams 2-0, stay at 2 for me. And then number 1, I had this team number 1 week 1 last week. A lot would have to happen for me to take them from number 1. That's how good they are. Tampa Bay. Tom Brady, company, you know it. So, uh, I gave you my eleventh team. A couple teams I have on the on that that bubble right underneath the Panthers, Broncos, Patriots. Uh, I think that's it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm excited because this week the Steelers play at one, and a lot of teams I like to watch do not play at one. I get to see the Panthers on Thursday night. I get to see the Broncos at 4 and the Buccaneers Rams game at 4. Uh, you know, Sunday Night Packers, 49ers, Monday Night Eagles Cowboys. I think there's a lot of good games this weekend in the in the um what do you call it? On TV, like not yeah. on sorry, like televised. Tele- televised.
0: televised, yeah. yeah. We cool. Well, uh another another episode wrapped up. Uh, everybody that tuned into the live show, thanks for your patience. We had a little technical difficulty there toward the end. Sometimes Facebook live just wants to say, uh, All right, you've had enough fun and just boot you off. So, um, I think, I think we actually might do Spotify green room this week. I think it's more discussion. We'll see. We'll give you guys a, uh, we'll give you guys notice once we do decide, but heck week three, we're almost here. Yes, sir. All right. We will see you guys next time. See ya. Go Pats. Real talk.
1: Go Steelers.